Hey everybody, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy the Preacher Chick and today is day 277 of reading the Bible together every day this year. We are going to read Luke 21 and 22 and then we'll also read the next section of verses in Psalm 119 um, verses 97 through 128. And listen, this is my life at the moment. This is the house. This is what it means to carve out time and read the word. I have the washer going. I have people moving around all over. We're getting ready to sit around our fire pit as a family. And there's a lot of action going on, but we always make time to spend time with Jesus. So grab your word, listen along, follow along, and let's get going. He looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this widow, this poor widow has put more in than all of them. For all these people have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. As some were walking or some were talking, sorry, about the temple and how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, These things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left on another that will not be thrown down. Teacher, they asked him, So when will these things happen? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? Then he said, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. Indeed, it is necessary that these things take place first, but the end won't come right away. Then he told them, nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We see, not that this is brand new, but we see this currently playing out on the other side of the world. At the time of recording this, there is still an active battle happening in Ukraine Um, as Russia is still trying to overtake the entire nation and, and in other parts of the Middle East. Um, and I, again, I go back to here, he's saying, don't listen to people who say I'm the Messiah or look, the Messiah is over there or they're coming. The Messiah is coming here because nobody knows. Only God knows. I just, the other day I saw somebody on TikTok saying that Jesus was coming back in September of 2022. And I think he even pinpointed a date, um, newsflash. Um, we're past September and we're still here. I believe Jesus is coming back. I just wish everybody would quit trying to figure out when and just keep busy doing the work that he's called them to do while keeping an eye. Um, as we read in Nehemiah, when they were rebuilding the temple, they were working on the wall with a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. We need to be working and our weapon is prayer. And that's what we need to be doing right now. We need to not um, be bickering and trying to decipher the signs of the times necessarily. I'm not saying it's wrong to not be, I mean, we should be watchful, but that should not be what our time is consumed with. Uh, Our time should be consumed with making sure that, um, everybody that we come in contact with has seen an example of Jesus because of us. So, um, Continuing on, there will be violent earthquakes and famines and plagues in various places, and there will be terrifying sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to bear witness. 
Therefore, make up your minds not to prepare your defense ahead of time, for I will give you such words and a wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will even be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will kill some of you. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be lost. By your endurance, gain your lives. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, those inside the city must leave it, and those who are in the country must not enter it, because these are the days of vengeance to fulfill all the things that are written. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will be killed by the sword and be led captive into the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Then there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and there will be anguish on the earth among nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world, because the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads, because your redemption is near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all these trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you can see for yourselves and recognize that summer is already near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be on your guard so that your minds are not dulled from carousing, drunkenness, and worries of life, or that day will come on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come on all who live on the face of the whole earth. But be alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. During the day he was teaching in the temple, but in the evening he would go out and spend the night on what is called the Mount of Olives. Then all all the people would come early in the morning to hear him in the temple. The festival of unleavened bread, which is called Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put him to death because they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. He went away and discussed with the chief priests, the temple police, how he could hand him over to them. They were glad and agreed to give him silver. So he accepted the offer and started to look for a good opportunity to betray him to them when the crowd was not present. Then the day of unleavened bread came when the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. Listen, he said to them, when you've entered the city, a man carrying a water jug will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters. Tell the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished room upstairs. Make the preparations there. So they went and found it, just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them, and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But look, the hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. 
So they began to argue among themselves which of them could it could be who was going to do it. Then a dispute also arose among them who about who should be considered the greatest. But he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who have authority over them have themselves called been have themselves called benefactors. It is not to be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever is greatest among you should become like the youngest, and whoever leads like the one serving. For whoever is greater, the one at the table or the one serving, isn't it the one at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who stood by me in my trials. I bestow on you a kingdom, just as my father bestowed on one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on the thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked you to, has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fall, and that when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Interesting. I just, ugh. It's another prediction of his of his denial and but uh this one just the way it's worded lord he told him i'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death i tell you peter he said the rooster will not crow today until you deny three times that you know me he also said to them when i sent you out without money bag traveling bag or sandals did you lack anything not a thing they said then he said to them but now whoever has a money bag should take it and also a traveling bag. And whoever doesn't have a sword should sell his robe and buy one. For I tell you what is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. Yes, what is written about me is coming to its fulfillment. Lord, they said, look, here are two swords. That's enough, he told them. And you realize, think about this. And he was counted among the lawless. He was crucified between two thieves. The one who did nothing wrong, crucified among the criminals. He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, Pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, suddenly a mob came, and one of the twelve named Judas was leading them. He came near Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. But Jesus responded, No more of this. And touching his ear, he healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal? Every day I was with you in the temple. You never laid a hand on me. But this is your hour, the dominion of darkness. They seized him and led him away and brought him into the high priest's house. Meanwhile, Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, and Peter sat among them. When a servant saw him sitting in the light and looked closely at him, she said, This man was with him too, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, you're one of them too. Man, I am not, Peter said. About an hour later, another kept insisting, 
This man was certainly with him, since he's also a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately, while he was speaking, a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him before the rooster crows today, You will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were holding Jesus started mocking and beating him. After blindfolding him, they kept asking, Prophesy, who was it that hit you? And they were saying many other blasphemous things to him. When daylight came, the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the scribes, convened and brought him before their Sanhedrin. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. But he said to them, If I do tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? And he said to them, You say that I am. Why do we need any more testimony, they said, since we've heard it ourselves from his mouth. And it feels like an awkward place to stop. Um, but that's where our reading leads us to today in Luke. And now for Psalm 119, um, beginning in verse 97, and we'll read to 128. How I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are always with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, because your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the elders, because I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path to follow your word. I have not turned from your judgments, for you yourself have instructed me. How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I've solemnly sworn to keep your righteous judgments. I am severely afflicted. Lord, give me life according to your word. Lord, please accept my free will offerings of praise and teach me your judgments. My life is constantly in danger, yet I do not forget your instruction. The wicked have set a trap for me, but I have not wandered from your precepts. I have your decrees as a heritage forever. Indeed, they are the joy of my heart. I am resolved to obey your statutes to the very end. I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your instruction. You are my shelter and my shield. I put my hope in your word. Depart from me, you evil ones, so that I may obey my God's commands. Sustain me as you promised, and I will live. Do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Sustain me so that I can be safe and always be concerned about your statutes. You reject all who stray from your statutes, for their deceit is a lie. You remove all the wicked on earth as if they were dross from, a me from metal. Therefore, I love your decrees. I tremble in awe of you. I fear your judgments. I have done what is just and right. I do not leave and do, I'm sorry. I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Guarantee your servants well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes grow weary looking for your salvation and for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant based on your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. It is time for the Lord to act, for they have violated your instruction. Since I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold, I carefully follow all your precepts and hate every false way. That's it for today, friends. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day. I'll see you then.